The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. No one can serve two masters. He will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you shall eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds in the sky. They do not sow or reap. They gather nothing into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are not you more important than they? Can any of you by worrying add a single moment to your lifespan? Why are you anxious about clothes? Learn from the way the wildflowers grow. They do not work or spin, but I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was clothed like one of them. If God so clothes the grass of the field, which grows today and is thrown into the oven tomorrow, will he not much more provide for you, O oh, you of little faith? So do not worry and say, What are we to eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what are we to wear? All these things the pagans seek. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be given you besides. Do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Sufficient for a day is its own evil. This is Radio Wave Medjinomics with your host, a friend of Medjugorje. Can you, Phantom, and reflect on the days before 1929, the Great Depression, the crash? What were people doing three years before that, two years before that, a year before it, and even the months that led up to it? Certainly there were people realizing something was going to come down. We had every 70 years an average of collapses of the economies of the world since the Roman days. So we know these cycles happened, happened in the 1800s. We know more and hear more about the Great Depression in 1929 because we'd advance further away from the soil, even though we were close to the soil at that point. But man were dependent on other things, manufacturing, making cars, getting into the factories, so things were different, even though there was still the live memory of people on the land. But today, what difference we have from them to now is we've never had so many people so far from the soil as we do now in the history of the world. And you say, okay, what about the population difference? There's a lot more people. 
It's even worse ratio. If we cut people six billion down to three billion, we've never had these numbers depending on another source to live and eat by ever in history. There was always some independence of the people because it gave them security. And we've built a whole system of security, have placed our faith in it, and through sin have gone more into the consumer aspects of it and wasteful. And I don't mean in the context of what they're trying to do, the greenies as far as waste, but consuming things we don't need. And so we have a situation brewing now that if you were two days before 1929 when it crashed, that we know we're on the verge of, we're on the verge of this taking place now. And what are you going to do? We're so far into our faith that the system has come back from Katrina. The system has come back from 9-11. The system has come back for recession, that we have all the answers for rebounds. We don't have a fix for the rebound when God judges it. And we are under judgment. The economy is under judgment. And you can't expect this to come back. And if you do, you're in deception. Or either Ivan's a liar, because it's he who said that we keep repeating here that you'll know why our lady's coming every day because there'll be physical changes on the earth that will tell you that. Meaning, there's something radical, drastic, so catastrophic in context of what we live now that we're going to change to a different way. And it will be a better way. But the next generation comes from youth, from birth, through pain. So the new generation of economics, the way we will be living, is going to come through a painful childbirth, a suffering, a difficulty. And even operating in that system is going to be much more harsher, more suffering, more difficulty, more close to Genesis 3, 15. When after he talks to the woman, he says to the man, by the sweat of your brow you shall eat. And so Our Lady wants to warn us. She wants us to be thinking. Metronomics is a a program about not telling you what to do because there's a million variations and a million variations of each segment of the country and people of the world that listen to this. But to provoke your thought that through this, You'll know how to apply all these messages and what's given to you here of how we've lived for 30 years and decisions pre-Medjugorje that put us on a path of community and of the future. We're confident on the path we're walking. Are you? Do you feel secure in the direction you're going right now? Do you know it's all the right directions and, and, and paths you're supposed to be taking? Our lady just told us a few days ago, June 2nd, 2015, the time has come for acts of truth. And of course, we spoke about this a couple of nights ago. The time has come, has been mentioned only one time, when she made a drastic change 
in the adjustment of the apparitions that shook everybody, even thinking they were going to end because it was so radical, because she had been giving us for four years or so Thursday messages once each week, and she changed it to the biblical revelation of the last verses of the Bible, medicine given to all the nations once each month, 12 times a year, that would be our healing. So she goes to weekly messages to monthly messages. Medicine for the world to heal it, for every nation of the earth. That radical change came with the words on the last Thursday message, January 8th, 87, saying, The time has come when what my Lord has wanted is fulfilled. And so, what does that mean to us? What does it mean to you? What do you think when you hear that? Does it provoke your thoughts? Does it shake you to get out of the mode you're in today and what you were going to do? Think, you know, should I be doing something else? Should I be investing every Saturday in a football and in soccer? Or should I be investing in it and getting me, if I, especially if I have the funds, get me a place in the country? Is that where I should be putting my time? Change your sport. Make it gardening. Make it where you sustain yourself. Something comes back to you that way that you get, instead of just emptying and leaving within peace from the stadium after screaming and your horse. And you need to go to confession because you're anger. Angry for what? For nothing. At another team because they won or they made a better play. People don't live this, leave stadiums in the same state of grace they entered into them. Our lady says, change the direction of your life. You mean we can't have sports? We are, we're very sports-oriented here. Our kids are always doing something. But they create it. They don't in the league. They play game on their horses or on the pony who throws them or whatever they do or riding one of the lambs till they get thrown off. And they're laughing. And sometimes they cry when they get hurt. But it's a joy. There's no joy in other teams wanting to kill each other. No, I'm not against sports. I'm for that. I was part of my life. But I show me, you need to reevaluate which way you're walking, what you think is, is the good way, the path. Everything's under judgment, including sports. Because it's gone toward too much money, too much influence of the devil. You attack that, people say, oh, I, I got close marriage to that, I can't hear that. I'm not going to give that up. Well, don't. Continue to do what you do on Saturdays, spending your whole weekends in these things, and you will lament for the messages. I was 25th, 1997. I already said that. For what you could have done, but you didn't want to. There's a price to pay for your pleasures and your wasteful things that have no production. Do you go through your day and let it come to you and dictate what you're going to do and what the next whim is or whatever you feel like doing because that's what you want to do? I tell you today, in this time, God has a schedule for you today of what he wants you to do. Are these messages or the orders? It's the directives. It's not just going to Mass and not just praying. That's to get where he can, you can hear him. You've got to do those basic things so that you can hear what he's saying to do physically. Hey, Joe, don't waste your time going to soccer this afternoon or going playing. You've got a plot of land next to your lot. You got your children. You can be teaching a, a way of life of work ethics, or helping others. You cannot live for self. As Our Lady who said, February twenty fifth, nineteen eighty eight, 
sacrifice your life for the salvation of the world. This is the will of God today. This is our marching orders. This is the commands for us. So how many times will you be doing sacrificial things for others today? Not what you want, because when you, when you hear sacrifice your life for the salvation of the world, it means I can't go do what I want to do today. I've got to be at the exposal of God's will for me, what his plan is, who I'm supposed to be doing something for, what I'm working for. I, I can't do what I'm, I'm not free to do what I want to do. Even if I'm in charge here, I'm owned to a title, I like a land title, a clear ownership, a clear title to a consecration I've made to the Virgin Mary to dedicate my life to what her purpose is. St. Louis de Montfort said that he's going to spend the rest of his life making Our Lady more known in love to make up for all his infidelities. All of you, all of us, I, all of us have infidelities that we have to atone for. Our Lady wants us to exchange, just like for the Crusaders, they were told themselves by the Pope. Pope Urban II said to thieves, he was addressing murderers, sinners, bad people, just like Our Lady comes today. She's calling sinners to convert, and she wants to make them somebody great. She wants to make them apostles. And so Urban comes up and says this, and it's really incredible what he did. All the negative you hear about the Crusades, Urban says, you oppressors, he's talking to Catholics, bad Catholics, evil Catholics, wicked Catholics, people who are wasting their time doing nothing, living for the day. He says, you oppressors of orphans and widows, you murderers and violators of churches, you robbers of the property of others, you like vultures who are drawn to the scent of the battlefield, Hasten as you love your souls under the Captain Jesus Christ to the rescue of Jerusalem. And he declares, and what Jesus told Peter, what's declared on earth is declared in heaven. He says and adds, all you who are guilty of such sins as exclude you from the kingdom of God, ransom yourself at the price of such is the will of God. Urban influenced people so much and these deserters that they love, crying, God wills it. Preachers stirred up countless hearts to love the Savior. They repented and they died there, many in Jerusalem, giving their life. You think, oh, well, we're not robbers. We're not oppressors of the widows. Really? You're an oppressor of a widow when you give the wife everything, the man nothing taking the children and put it in her care, make him be paying for everything and divorce, the judge is an oppressor of widows. You're making artificial widows. Nobody supports fighting a divorce. The whole law supports it. It supports everything in separation. The whole money system is robbing every day money from people. Everything's corrupt. We're no different. And so Our Lady comes here and says to convert. Because the crusade today is not just the Holy Land, but to save the world. Phenomenal. Profound. 
The call of Our Lady said the other day, the time has come for acts of truth. You are to testify the truth, even if it's not good for you. Why? Because people aren't doing it because they're afraid. That's what happened in Ireland. Too many people were afraid to speak. Our Lady says, do not be afraid to witness the truth. She adds to that, witness courageously. And then she tells us, the truth will miraculously win. Crusades went to win the Holy Lands. They weren't completely successful. We're not going to be completely successful. There's going to be some great losses, great tragedies. But what it did do is for stalled the Turks for 400 years. It brought equilibrium to things with their advances. And now we have the same thing happen, even with Islam doing exactly what happened back then. So our ladies come to us with some most profound things to ask of you that if you are provoked to stop a moment in your day or your week and what you're doing for your own gain, and I'm not anti-capitalist, I'm free market. Catholic Church invented that. But you can do that and put food on your table and even grow wealthy by doing it for a purpose for other people. And in fact, the more you do well with God, the more you'll be blessed. And some of those people are blessed in a way that they build, they build wealth, even though you're helping other people. So what are you doing? What makes you reluctant to, reluctant to sacrifice your life for the salvation of the world? This is God's will. And robbers and thievers and people that live degraded, left for the Holy Land saying, God wills it. God wills it. Every day, every month, and through the Thursday weekly messages, every week we heard directives. God wills it. Wills what? That you sacrifice everything for heaven's plan. That's the safest seat you can have on the face of the earth. You want to be up in the box of the stadium where it's quiet and nice and peaceful, not with everybody else? Pay big money for it? When you pay with your price, you're in the best position for what comes, even if you lose your life. Scripture says that. Don't worry what you're to be said, but when you're hauled before the assembly, not a hair on your head will be harmed, even if they take your life. So what you have to work on today is get into the will of God. Where you start is going to confession. I was recently told, and things are changing. In San Diego, uh, San Diego, I think, been given permission, or San Francisco, rather, to only have altar boys on the altar. He is catching it. Even the deanery and another priest and another bishop from the San Diego bishop condemned it. Anytime there's exclusionary like this, is discrimination in this. We're out of this time where this, that's the case. Wrong. To be a Christian is to discriminate. To live the scriptures is to be discriminating throughout your whole day. We live that in our life. We don't have to apologize for it. The world has taught us that that's a nasty word. You can't do that. You can't discriminate. I tell you, if you're Christian, you are to discriminate. And if you don't, you'll be with everybody else. And so this priest has done this, and he went to a dying parish, and the parish has turned around. And everybody's wanting to be a part of it. But I was just told by somebody who just went to confession where there's another two priests, or a certain order has started, 
that when he went to confession, he asked, did you confess this sin in the last confession? They said, yeah. He said, what penance was you given? He told them. And there were several things that was given. He said, did you do one of them? It was considered, it was concerning reading, some reading. He said, I didn't do that. He said, okay, well, I'll give you a blessing then. And he said, he thought to himself, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. What about absolution? And so then the priest says, he said, are you going to give me absolution? He said, no. He said, I'm going to give you a blessing. You go do what you're supposed to do before, and I'll give you absolution. This is what we need, priest. We don't need three Hail Marys for a serious sin. Three rosaries is not enough. You have to do more. You have to make, bring the gravity of sin back to the person. You know what happens? They grow. At this church where this is taking place with these priests, confession is an hour or so before Mass, and people stay in line to hour afterwards. The people come to Mass on Sundays. The whole afternoon they spend there with people. They're bringing food. And st- I think they bring food there. I know that's in the San Francisco when they're, they're all doing that. People are looking for structure. They're looking for something more of severity for their actions and mercy at the same time for repenting. Our lady just said, my children, love is repentance, forgiveness, prayer, sacrifice, and mercy. Sacrifice is harsh. Penance should be harsher. Every priest out there, virtually every priest out there, is not given enough severe or severity of penance because they've been trained. You want to be easy on the sinner. No, you make sin cheap. Commit it. It's a cheap price to pay to repent it. I run in there, go to confession, nothing said of me. So the price of your sins, of what you've done, and the price of the penance is led to a mass protection of a factory like the Model T Fords. They made it cheaper by producing more. And because we don't hold the gravity of sin, we don't see the seriousness of having to do much penance for it. And so this is the first message to the priest. You change, you be more difficult, you be more strong, just like this person just told me. He said it was a fantastic confession, and he didn't even get absolution. Padre Pio would have people come into his confessional. He could see into the hearts that they weren't confessing with sincerity, and he refused absolution. And many of them became very angry and left and never came back to confession. That is, for up to a year or so later, and they'd come back to him because it convicted them, it bothered them, it nagged them. They'd lay in the bed at night thinking about that. This priest didn't do that. Who's Father Peter think he is not giving me absolution? And they came back with sincerity and made complete confessions. There's changes are happening. Are you going to be part of it? Do you want to be part of it? Or do you want to continue on your path with your pleasure, everything cheap, both sin, life, trivialities? These things will vanish in but a moment. And he says, be ready. My question to you is, be ready for what? How do you answer that? I'll give you a moment. 
You don't know what it is? The what is her messages. The what is when she says, you'll understand when, I, when you get to heaven why I'm so pressed to speak to you, to tell you what? That a great struggle is about to unfold between my son and Satan and human souls are at stake. That you're not town's masters. That the things are going to happen that you'll deeply regret when you had the time to ponder and put into action what you pondered or what you thought and you didn't. Frank? We're very blessed to be listening to Our Lady and we're very blessed to have the writings, those of your, your listeners and um, to have Medj.com and Medjugorje.com and to be able to understand these things because so many times you'll meet people and they know that there's, there's something going on and uh, they know there's radical change and they don't know how to prepare. They don't know what to do. And so often I've said, and, and just in the last couple of weeks, I don't know how many times I've said to somebody, just spend time every day on, on uh, Medjugorje.com or Medj.com is easy to, remember mej.com and um and feed yourself and, and you pray for them that they'll find what they need to begin but um our lady says that we witness that uh to these truths by acts of truth by acting on what we've learned and uh those of us who've uh followed the writings and and these teachings and the programs we have to act and she says that through our works and um, and our works are acting on what Our Lady's telling us through the writings, and um, it's not it's not easy, but those are the things that are going to convert the world in the future, I believe, and I believe this is what Our Lady's telling us, and and it's she's really preparing happiness for us in following these these messages and these teachings has really been a joy. It's not always a rosy life, sometimes it's very, very difficult, but there's a, there's always a joy in knowing that you are where, where God wants you to be, and you're doing what, what God's will is for your life, and you, you're, you're witnessing to others by following, putting the messages into life, and acts of truth. So the, the message just struck me very profoundly that Our Lady is now giving us a new... Um, Something just changed. Well, you know, and, the, the, there's, we see the separation taking place that's been threaded throughout the whole messages. You, I've deduced that through that there's going to be a great separation. And then with the separation taking place, we see it in the country right now. We see different parts of the country going toward the, the wrong side and the others toward the right side. So there is this, and it's mostly in the South, and particularly Alabama is one of the top states, or is a top state, that this is taking place with. James Wellman is chairman of the Comparative Religious Department at the University of Washington. He talks about Seattle, Washington, and there's an article he's quoted in. The article's called, If You Don't Believe in God, Go to Seattle. But he says, When people come to the Northwest, they come across the Cascades, and all their affiliations just drop out the door. I think they find a bit of paradise. You can think what you want. You can do what you want. You can make of your life what you want. Old affiliations, especially family affiliations, aren't around to bring you back to the fold. 
Assad. And this is happening in different places around the whole country. And so if anything, any message today you need to hear is this June 2nd, 2015 message we just received is full of incredible information that you need to study it every day, sentence by sentence, word by word. I still can't get enough of it. I was writing about the message a week and a half to two weeks before it even came about what it said. Because our lady will put you in union with her thought. If you have a thought, or if you let the world and the cell phones and electronics give you your thoughts of the day, then you won't be able to see it or penetrate it or understand it. I just heard about a statistic that people are spending eight hours a day either on or playing with the cell phones. That has surpassed TV. And what has it done for us? What is it going to do for us? Frank, your contact information for Global Silver, what people need to be doing and making the decisions now for changing and exchanging what they have into either something physical, but not in the dollars or paper to contact you. What do they need to do? Yeah, Global Silver Investors it exists for these physical preparations that you need to, to meet. And you can reach us toll-free, 877-936-7686. You can email us at globalsilverinvestors at yahoo.com and our website is globalsilverinvestors.com. So we end with these things that if we leave you anything is to think, become a thinker. Not the way the culture's going, what the society forms you, what they train you for, but you think independent of that to find the path that really wants you to be walking. Your whole future, those you love, and the world depends on it. We wish you a lady. We love you. Goodbye. The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. This ends the Medjinomic show with a friend of Medjugorje. To listen or download free, go to medj.com, spelled M-E-J dot com, the left-hand menu, Radio Wave, and click on Past Shows. To order this show on CD, you can contact Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000. Again, 205-672-2000. Thank you for listening.